everyone. Does everybody have a handout? Hopefully. Magnify the Lord. So let's read our opening scripture real quick while we're standing. And then we will be seated after that. A Psalm of David. We'll give Pastor a second to finish his offering pickup. A Psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech who drove him away and he departed. Let's read it together. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us name together. I saw the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from my fears. You may be seated. You are so welcome. So we have talked about O Taste and See last week. Oh, O Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together is our focus verse. Because I don't like to do it alone when I'm at a party. I want to have a party in the house of God together. So last week we talked about O Taste and See that the Lord is good. The taste test. Test with the chili and the chocolate. This leadership, you got to have a taste test with the donuts and the coffee. We don't slow down enough to savor. It's all about your life. The hair went no grace. Just nodding through life. You know, stop. We speak about smell the coffee. I love it just to smell, savor that smell of the good morning coffee, not just gulp it down. You see, there's a reason that coffee's hot. That silly should have stopped and enjoyed the aroma first. And smell the morning coffee. Stop and pause. Feel the refreshing noonday breeze. Take that rest and enjoy the moments, our salah, moments with God. Just stop. Taste and see that the Lord is good. That's what we spent the time about last week. It's that to fear reverence God. I'm blessed. We can't we can't be blessed if we reverence God. We talked about last week. That's when we learn to trust him and are blessed. Then our psalm goes on. Oh, fear the Lord, ye saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. So fear, oh, fear the about like trembling. Don't worry if God is going to any minute. It's not that kind of fear. If you don't have the right kind of fear of God, reverence God, you better be afraid of him. At least I sure would be. <laughs> just, just saying. If I don't reverence God, I'd be afraid of him. Judge you. And he is the Almighty. You don't believe in him. Because you believe in him or not, you're going to. So if you don't reverence fear him the other way. But this, this word here translates to reverencing. Admiration. When is the last time, and, I, and I've asked this before, when is the last time that you fell before the Lord? In awe. This made you go, last night. When's the last time you did the corner and you saw the coolie and you just, whoa. Whoa. You are awesome. When you saw that. I was sitting in our room up at the Osthof on Friday morning, as, as Pastor was getting ready to go to his meeting, and I think he had just walked out the door. And we, when we got there, the lake was elk, elk frozen, white frozen. And through the week, it changed to gray frozen, and then kind of a hazy frozen. 
And to sit in our room and watch that change, I was like, whoa, God, awesome. Friday morning, I heard, I guess it was geese. I'm not a bird, whatever, but it's something honking, so I'm assuming it was geese flying back. God would sound a little bit I'm sure that he by each one because he Marie Fred, Sally why I don't, I just know a geese ostrich and, and that's about my canary cardinal, that's about my limited knowledge. When's the last time that you just felt oh. when is the last time that God did something so phenomenal in your morning woke me up. Whoa. Wow. This morning. I'm here. The Bible says much about fear, the reverencing of the Lord and what it brings to our life. 2828. And he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord that is wisdom, and to depart evil is understanding. When we reverence God, it's wisdom. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. I think it's kind of like that Resurrection Sunday this year is on. I just think God kind of has a sense of humor this year. All those people that don't believe in God, his resurrection. Yeah, I think so. Kind of funny. But... When we reverence God, I mean, that's wisdom. Proverbs, fear of the beginning of knowledge, just the beginning. Reverence God, you start to get smart. But despise wisdom and instruction. Hard-headed. You wonder why some people just forget it. I mean, head is as hard as you. You can tell over and over and over and over. And they just don't. I, if I go back to square one, they have no fear of God. No respect for the other. I would be, if I was a betting donut, I, or betting woman, I'd bet you a donut. Or if I could get my words straight, because it just, I mean, I stand like in fear for them. Fear. Because they are so hard. Because they don't fear God. Respect for, the, for God, for the man of God. They're nonchalant. They're hard-headed. Why? The scripture tells us. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. My pastor had to tell me something over once. My pastor said to me, I prefer my preference, not my hard, fast rule. My preference is that the women that are going to be on, my, on the platform church I never heard of such a thing. You didn't have to tell me. Air went up. Bray got to I'm questioning him. You're a pastor. found out his reason why. You know why? I don't despise wisdom. wisdom. No explanation. He's accountable to the platform. Didn't go against the word of God. I, I, my pastor never had to tell me something more than once. As long as it didn't go contrary to the word of God. Now, if he told me something immoral, we had a problem. Why you follow Christ. 
are things, but as long as you're in the Word. Wisdom and instruction. Why? But some people are hard-headed and despise wisdom and instruction. Why? It has nothing to do with the man of God. It has to do with everything. can't fall under submission to the man That's not my take on it. That's just how it is. We'll move on. I love the word. It makes things very The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, providency, and the evil way. And the hate. It's okay to hate some stuff. Oh, you're a Christian. You can't hate anything. Yes, yes, you can. There's some things that God hates. So if I want to be God-like, I have to hate some things. I have to hate pride. I have to hate evil. Hate. I don't like. I hate arrogant people. I don't like to be around prideful people. I don't like around arrogant people. I don't like it. To me, they're worse than a stinky skunk. I just, I don't, I don't have time for them. Just like a porcupine, just stay away. Well, that scripture tells me why. Because I reverence God. I don't like the evil way. I don't like the... God hates it, I hate it. I don't like them. Smart mouth people, I don't like them. I love them, but I... Their words. That scripture tells me why. Because I fear God. Proverbs 9. Now, this is what reverence, what awe what, what of God brings to my life. And it's based on the fear of the Lord is the beginning. We already established that. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 4, 26 and 28. The fear of the Lord is strong confidence. You want to be confident? Oh, I'm just not scared. I don't know about I'm just so insecure. You want to have confidence? In an when God said, I couldn't stand up in front of two people in my name. Because surely they didn't care what my name was. I mean, that's how much self-confidence I had. But when I learned to fear and reverence God, the fear in the fear of the Lord is confidence. I have a strong confidence in the Lord. Reverence God above all else. Give me a confidence. And his children shall have a place of refuge. Other kind of shake in my boots kind of fear. Come on me. I just have to Lord, I trust you. To run to. The name of the Lord is a, is a crumbling down, falling apart tower. No, it's a strong tower. I can run into it and be safe. I just, Brother DeMuth, when the enemy tried to come and attack me and came up here to teach this morning. I just turned to Brother DeMuth, didn't I, Brother DeMuth? Witness, not that I would stand up here before God. But I said, Lord, touch me. DeMuth, pray with me right now, please. He said, I'm smiling. Well, I knew that. That was a given. I asked him to with me. Because why? Tower. Of course he's going to try to shake your confidence. He to me. And if he can keep you in that willy-wally-wishy state, then we have a strong confidence. Refuge. If you fear the Lord. If you reverence God. Just the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. 
give us life and that more abundantly. This doesn't mean like I'm going to live to be a seven. A life, a life that's over. I may not live to be 64. I don't know. I don't care. But I want it to be abundant. Means to me. Now, I may live longer than Methuselah. I don't know. You know, I may go down in the Guinness book. I don't know. God's God. I'm not in control of that. Oh, Jesus, please. I mean, I don't know. But whatever. I just want it to be a fountain of life. And to depart from the snares of death. I don't want spiritual death. I don't want to be a woe is me. I don't want to be that Eeyore. Oh, no bother. Oh, life is such a drag. Oh, I want life. And that more abundant. The good life in Christ. That, to me, is what it means. Take it how you, and maybe you'll go in there and got all those little strong concordance things in your Bible and you'll come back and tell me that's not what that means. Please don't do that to me. Just let me live in the world of Jesus, okay? Please. And I'm not taking a what it really mean, okay? This is the me we, I told you, we time. To me, how he ministers to me, okay? And I'm just giving you what he shares with me. I'm not trying to take away from what the word says. But he did come to give us an abundant life. And we are all going to die in the physical. But we are all going to live eternally somewhere. And how we live in our life here determines how we're gonna, where we're going to live there. And if we don't reverence God here, we're not going to reign with him there. Proverbs 15, 16. Better is little with the fear of the Lord great treasure and trouble. So many of us lose out God here. Because we waste time getting much here. Here. We work long here to get so much here. Have can enjoy God. And then we're so tired. Reverence him. We can't, we can't enjoy the beauty around us. We can't enjoy this. We can't enjoy the things that really matter. You know, people are working. I don't even want to say ages because then, you know, because I, I don't want to step on toes. But well, Old Testament. And I think it is the Old Testament. And then they became it. We have pastors now that are 70, 80 years old. And they're still high. You know, and I'm not saying anything against against the man of God. But we need to we need to we need to slow down in our lives and figure things out and 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 make our make our lives count. Figure out what's important and he's important. Our time with him is important. Our families are important. God, family and, and those other earthly treasures. <laughs> okay, I'll move on. I'll clean that up later. Proverbs fifteen when I don't teach for three months, it's just how the schedule is already set up. It's not because of what I'm saying. 1533. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. We won't hit on that. Will we know? And before honor is humility. Yes, yes, we will. Because look at When you read the Lord, you will receive instruction. And it will give you wisdom. God wants us to be receptive to instruction. He wants teachable. above being taught and instructed. None of us are above being above 
has in the day that any pastor doesn't have a pastor demand that I would never everybody needs to be accountable you will not receive instruction you are bound for hell Proverbs 16.6 by mercy and truth iniquity is purged the fear of the Lord Give that truth through mercy and grace of God. Only receive that when we reverence God. Taste and see. Only when and because we take his glory. Too many people say that they love God. And I and I believe that they do love. There's a lot of people that say that they love their husband, that they love their wife, that they love their children. Yet they end up, husbands and wives say that they divorce or they cheat on each other or they, the husband abuses the wife, the wife abuses the husband. The, all these things happen. Yet the week before you were with each other and they were holding hands. And if what? What happened here? It's because they didn't have an intimate relationship. Communication in leadership. They didn't have a bond and reverence with each other. They weren't in awe of each other. They didn't have that connection. Stop. It's not. And that's a sad thing to me in the natural with a husband and wife. And it's even sadder to God that people think that there's people that have an intimate relationship with God. They just have a surface relationship with God. They don't know him. Don't stop and enjoy his presence. Don't savor moments rush through their times. They just you can't reverence the Bible calls it fearing the Lord in our translation of the Bible. Stop Salah moments, those Selah moments with him. There's a Psalms have a hold on, pause here, think about it. hold the phone. <laughs> Because once you've experienced this and you know, we talked about it last week, it's going to change your life forever. And no will be more important to you than God. I love my husband. And I know that my husband loves me. I know if Mack truck was coming down the road, my husband would run out to save me in front of it. I, I have no doubt about that. I truly believe that. I believe that if the house was on fire, my husband would run in to save me. I, I, I believe that. But I know I chose to walk out of the church, I would walk alone. I know without a shadow of a doubt, my husband would not walk out the door with me. I have no I this Parker more than he loves me. I know God far more than he does me. And I take great, great confidence in that. And he knows if he ever chooses to, I'm not going with him. I'm here. We've talked about this. If you're on your own, because I'm not going with you. 
But that's it. And, and no one. I love my girls. I would die for them. God said, if God spoke, I'm going to take save so and so's soul. For God take me. Fine by me. But if that same person was to call me and say, you know, whatever, and I'm not going with you. I love God. I mean, I love my grandchildren, but not more than God. Does, does that make sense? Because once you have tasted and seen, and once you truly reverence nothing and no one, not your husband, not your wife, not your kids, not your grandkids, not great-grandma, not your job, and comes before him. Now, everything in your life revolve. You treat it according to that relationship. It is all reflective. It doesn't come before him. Does that? He changes everything. Nothing comes before him. I've missed I've missed a trip. They're scheduled at 10 o'clock on Sunday. Bad planning on your part. Sunday Schedule it for three. I'll be there. Sunday morning, not happening. Church. That's God's time. Just wait. Reverence God. Change. Life. All about me. Remember lesson one? Life becomes him. Okay, we're going to go to the other part of this verse. Oh, fear the, fear the Lord, ye his saints. Not ye his ain'ts, but S in front of that word. I used to have a, I won't tell you about my song that I rewrote. <laughs> so, he is saints, for there is no want that fear him. Do you have any wants in your life? I'm going to talk about needs. Your life? Because when you fear the Lord, the word want, and he means diminish, de- decrease, to be lack, you will have, means to have a need. So, when you begin to stand in awe, of our great God, you'll have no lack. There's no want. You'll be lacking nothing. There'll be no difference in your life. I think it becomes your all in all. And you realize that nothing compares to him. There is none like him. All of a sudden, you realize that you're nothing in comparison to him. You realize that there's a whole lot more in that scripture, but it just is that things come into the other provide not just your needs, but a whole lot of your wants. <laughs> I mean, I could up here and tell you it's true. When Pastor and I were first together, we used to uh, draw a broom, sweep our shag carpet, and I used to pass the glass bowl, meringue around with a fork and a with two forks around whisk soldiers to beat the meringue because we couldn't afford a vacuum and we couldn't afford a mixer. So God does provide not just your needs but your wants because vacuum on have not just a hand mixer but a stand mixer and a blender and I mean so He does take you from the gutter to the utter and so it He does provide for His people um, so it's not just that you say whoa you're everything God and I don't need anything um, I love what God does in a person it just it's amazing to me. 
God does, and there is no want to them reverence him. Because you place it first, and then you just can't outgive God. And then on go, oh, God. Um, the thing want in, 20, verse 1. Chief musician, a song. Hear the trouble. The name of the God of Jacob, defend thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. So one of the things that I don't want in is, you know that song, um, and when I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. I don't sing it that way. I change the words to lots of songs, by the way. Be in church. Ever compare the songs on the slide to the Sing Unto the Lord songbook? You might catch it. Church, you might catch songs anymore, so don't worry about it. But that way, because I don't hope that he'll meet me there. I sing it when I kneel in. Because I don't have any doubt that song in the day he'll hear me in the day of trouble. I pray he hears me. Why would I hope he's going to meet me there? Oh God, I really hope that you got your hearing aid turned up today because I need. Oh, are you listening to me, God? Hello. That person that wrote that song had, but even if I'm not kneeling, I just then hello, Jesus. How you doing today? I'm doing good. I really love you. Here's my friend up on the hilltop today. Let the sun shine on her. And Andy at work today. God, touch sister Sonia. Your sister Sonia. Yep. I just, I know that he hears me. I don't have any doubt. And there's a scripture to back me up. So, I, that's just me. So, what a wonderful assurance. And now you have this, have that assurance. And he defends us. In the name of the God of Jesus. He defends us. And he from the sanctuary. We're gonna, there's another scripture. We talked last week about the angels here. And so send them out. Whoop. Leave the corner from the sanctuary. So Sonia needs you out there. And I sends help from the sanctuary. Or maybe he just sends Brother Wayne out there. Hurry up, Wayne. Get out there and Go fix it for you to go down that road. And, oh, hi, I didn't know you were out here and had a flat tire, but I just felt. Of course, his voice wouldn't be high like that. But anyway, <laughs> give you a girly voice, Brother Wayne. And he's us. Out of me. Then he that's in this world, I can run through a troop and I can leap over a wall. Why? Because I wait all day long. Not. I can do all things. Another psalm, Psalm 91, 10 through 16. Evil, neither shall any plague come dry. You know, we, when the flu bug's going around, no, it's just the way it is. It's going to hit us too. No, we can us. Now, we might get the flu, but we not. Pray against it. Claim the scripture. And then run your um, Anyway, he shall give his angel. There's our angels again. 34, two or three scriptures out of the mouths of two or three. Thank you. He shall give his charge over thee to keep thee. God doesn't want us to. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash the stone in the right way, so that we don't get hurt by the enemy. Thou shalt tread on the lion and adder the young, and shalt thou trample under the feet. We can step on the head of our enemy. He's not. We can pretty. Because he has set upon me. I have an assurance. I love If I don't know anything else in the word of God, he loves If that's not the biggest thing to cause me to reverence him, I'm blind in the next two seconds and I never see another sunrise or sunset, I know he loves me. What awe. The God of 
loves me. Ooh. Well, I deliver him. It's not enough that he just loves me. Deliver me. He's going to set me on high. He knows my name. He knew what my mom and dad would call me before I was even born. He knew before they knew. Ooh. He shall call upon me. Here we go again. And I'll think about answering them. If they hope hard enough. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble and deliver him. You know what? You can call me and say, friend, I need you to come. And I will rush I can't guarantee you that in the kind of trouble you're in, your bond might be too high. Or that I, I can pray with you, but if God, I, I can't guarantee you that I'm going to deliver you come be with you. So it's enough that God would tell me that he's going to be with me. But he goes on and he's deliver me. And then he says he's going to honor me. This is what comes when I reverence him. Wow. I mean, do you get into the word and read it? Do you just eat or do you smell it? Do you just eat the chocolate or do you smell it? in your mouth. It's long life again. I'll show him my salvation. Evil's going to happen to us. House. The angels are here again. He's going to put He's going to set us on our high place. There's us and answers. He's not going to us, but he's going to deliver us. He give us long salvation. There's a lot in that, in that psalm. In those short six verses. Wow. Psalm 92. Here's another five verses. This is what comes now. Reverence God. What we don't want for. So just a few of the things that we don't want for. But my but shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. You don't see unicorns anymore. There's lots of philosophies about that. I shall be a fresh oil. You get every day, the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And I also shall in my desire of the wicked that rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like palm tree, like the palm tree. He shall grow like a Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord, planted in the house of the Lord, in the God, shall still bring forth fruit in old, fat and flourishing, to show that <laughs> you two behave back there. Parade you in class. The Lord is upright, is my rock, and there is no righteousness in him. So I'm not going to want to refresh us. Refresh us with the Holy Ghost. And over and over and over. Nothing. The Holy Ghost. Please don't go. Moment. I was going to say a day, but even that seems. Don't go without the refreshing of the Holy Ghost. Please. And then, even as we age in the natural, we're going to flourish in the spiritual. Grace and strength continue to flourish in our lives as we stay strong in Him. So it does what's happening to us in the natural. Like that strong senior that's still flourishing. That knows somewhere down inside the awe and the reverence of the Lord. And the fruit is still going to be there. People around us will know our rock. We have time to get through all of this psalm. We'll see. Um, we'll go through it quickly. I called upon the Lord in, dis- in distress. The Lord answered me. There he goes. Answered us and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what we can do on. You know, 
I'm going to do when they keep doing all this. I do. I'm going to stand on my rock. I stand on the truth of God's word. If it goes against the word of God, I'm not for it. Period. End of sentence. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire upon them that hate me. If God be for me, everyone else might just well be too. If they're not, that's their problem. That's my translation of that verse. Um, it is better to put trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations can pass me about, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. As long as I'm standing on the truth of the word of God and reverence him, it doesn't matter. Though they slay me, I trust him. They can pass me about, yea, they can pass me I will destroy them. Bees, buzzing bees all around my head. Nuisance. They're, they are quiet. Beehives with... I thought, for in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Destroy our enemies. Bees will to attack us with the name of the Lord. soar at me that I might... My Lord help. The Lord is my strength and song. My salvation. Rejoicing in salvation. Tabernacles. Of the right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. The right hand represents the power. The right hand is of the Lord doeth valiantly. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. So for the Lord we don't have man or what's around us. In this verse I want to talk for just a second. Because we quote that. It's like our supply according to Jesus. And we use it like a banner and hang our hat on that one. But sometimes we fail to go back and read what comes in verses 18. But then, do the if. You know, if my people, which are called by my name, humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven. Their land. Oh God, heal our land. Hear us and heal. Yeah, you didn't humble yourselves. You're walking around as a haughty nation. If, then. There's always an if and a then in the word of God. Always. So the if in this, for even in Thessalonica, Paul says, even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift. I really don't care what you give to me because God's going to take care of me. But I desire fruit that may abound in your account. But have, I have all that abound. I am receiving from you. Acceptable, well, you can go on and claim the promise. So, because you sent much into my abundance, you provided for my need, justify all your need according to his riches in glory. There's always a law of sowing and reaping. Those not wants, all the things about back here, not being in want of, not having to, and your for every pass of the person that doesn't stand in awe. He's not in any great obligation. Heal me, deliver me, provide for me, whatever. No heart. Don't call on God. If you are a born again person, born again, and I use that term very lightly because I don't know how you can claim to be born again and not be in awe of God. But if you just have that surface relationship and you're checking the block and you're not in awe of God, if you don't reverence God, He's not under any real obligation. If you haven't done the if, He's not going to do it. For there is no want to them that fear him. Reverence him in order to not have the want. Want in your life. If there's this lacking in there, try being more in reverence of him. Say, you reap what you sow. And if you're not sowing, you're not. God, 
Why will God deliver us from our enemy? Why will there be a refreshing new morning oil every day? Why will God keep plagues from our home? Why will God dispatch angels to protect us? Simply because we reverence him. Because we are in awe of him. So if you don't fear him, he's not asked to do A, B, C, D. Again, reaping. Touch quick here on the story. This is off the page when I was reading our last week. I'm ahead, so it won't leap to you for a, um, in your, a couple weeks in years. On 12. The story of Mary and Martha um, and Lazarus at the um, meal in Bethany. New woe for me, and I love woe moments with God. I didn't pick that up in this. says in that, in that, that Mary, that, just one second, um, that, and that there's three examples of the meal. And serve. And to an example. It tells us in the scripture throughout time. And I've always been under because God wants us to be in awe. He wants us to reverence him. But in recent past week, I think it's a little bit even more so because all three of these things are needed. All three of these relationships in our Christian says that Martha served. Before Martha gets but Martha served. And all of us need to have that servant heart. We look up that word mastering the needs of the other people. There's a function. All need to have. We are a Martha. We need to be about our Martha business. So we need to be a Martha kind. Pastor kind of laughed about Lazarus because was that Lazarus was that sat at the table. You know, I won't even get into that. I'll let Pastor teach you. But Lazarus was just sitting there. And there is a time and a place where we need to take a time of rest and we need to just sit with Jesus. We need to sit and absorb and be there. Be a part and sit, um, and be a part. And then, and that is kind of the sum of my month-long lesson. And there was Mary, Mary anointed, and that's anointed is to consecrate, sacred, to dedicate. And all three of these again are parts of our Christian life. We need a time, part of the whole thing. And to me, that's what Lazarus represents. Just a part of the whole time. He was, he was there. He was just a part of it. And a time when we are the, are the servant. When we're serving. When we're doing. When we are about doing. But we can't be so occupied doing or just part of the that we with our We have to have our Mary spirit. We have to only come through our day-to-day relationship with we carry that into our church services. Services will never respond the way that we need them to respond if we're not having those times in our This is what happens there. So Mary had a, I believe, where she was awe, she anointed. So what about me? What about you? We all need to have that time, that time to dedicate where we daily are in awe. Stop and smell the coffee. Where we feel the breeze. Our salam moments. Great, I'm sorry that I took five minutes of it, but we'll come on back in at 10.30 as we come together to make God bless you.